one to win this shit now. Yeah, we're confused about what our talents are. Are you ready? Get going! Uh. Donald Trump is a messy ass bitch. He's the messiest. Donald Trump is probably listening to this. What's up, FBI? Donald Trump is obsessed with all his haters. So obsessed with me. His makeup artist makes him look like an uncooked sweet potato. Yeah. We're calling you out, DT. Facts on facts on facts. Facts on facts on facts, you heard? Please clap. Please, 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 please clap. This episode of Facts on Facts on Facts was not brought to you by CNN News Alerts. What? Yeah, when you read full articles, do you find that you want to kill yourself immediately because the future looks so bleak and dark and you realize that everything's going to go down the shitter and you might die? Well, damn. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Well, then just get CNN News Alerts. Just read the headlines and imagine the rest yourself. You're probably right. The future is so dark, I take my sunglasses off. Thanks, CNN Alerts. Hey guys! Welcome. Welcome to Facts on Facts on Facts. What we up? back. We back. Guess who's back? Back again. Oh, we already did this in, in several episodes. Oh, we yeah. You know what we oh. did in the first one when we came back too. That's true. Maybe we should stop doing it. Maybe other people just need to put out more music that we can reference. <laughs> Maybe it's not our fault. <laughs> well, we could do like Welcome Back Cotter too. There's other Welcome Back. Remember when? <laughs> what, remember when Mace came back and he used that "Welcome Back, Cotter" theme song? No. I know you like that. <laughs> Welcome back. That was so terrible. <laughs> like sit your ass down, Mace. Oh Which my limp. god. Okay. So this is a great way to start. <laughs> this is what we're about. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's start with stories, right? Yeah. yeah. We got some stories for you. I know it's been like a couple weeks or something since we've had a story. We've been all super serious. Very serious. And uh, I think most of what we're going to talk about today is is also very serious. SRS, if you will. (laughs) So it's probably the best that we start off in a a lighter mood. Right. Okay. Well, let's, uh, I'll start off the story. I don't know if this is a lighter mood. This is me (laughs) just being an asshole. Well, I wasn't being the asshole, but you know, I just can't help myself. I've got to be disruptive in public so anyway <laughs> i love this place down the street that, lo- that makes unicorn cake uh, so, uh what what is unicorn cake unicorn cake is for those multi- who are who don't know yet it's multicolored cake it has like food grade glitter and the frosting and has like candy on the outside glittery sparkly candy food grade glitter is is um like if you could describe me in three words <laughs> Just be food grade glitter. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. So you really love eating the physical manifestation of my personality. Yes. Well, okay. Yes. Good, <laughs> I'm good, gonna good. go with it. Yeah. So uh, the, there's this coffee shop. That is the only place that serves it in our area, and they got really big. Well, <laughs> let me let me stop that. Chris and I, before we go into that, Chris and I went there for our anniversary. We got sushi and next door to it is this cafe and they serve the unicorn cake. And I was like, I'm addicted. And they serve like these big ass slices too. Like I was like, I want a slice of unicorn cake. They like slice this big ass triangle. I was like, okay, all right. I see you. So anyway, 
I wanted to go back and get some, but uh, apparently they got super huge because they had like this insider food special on Facebook and everybody saw it and they're like, I want unicorn cake. I want unicorn, unicorn hot chocolate. So social media strikes again. <laughs> I'm happy they got business though. Cause their stuff is good, but it's also shitty because I went to go just get a slice of unicorn cake one morning because I'm an addict and the line was super long. So I was like, you know what? I don't got shit to do today. I'll wait in line. 20 minutes later, I'm almost to the front of the line. And this couple walks up and starts talking to the person in front of me. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. They got friends. Okay. So they start talking. They keep talking. Then the line starts to move. And this couple tries to move in in front of me. And I said, oh, excuse you. This is the line. (laughs) And they're like, oh, well, we came together. And I said, no, you came after she was already in line for 20 minutes. That's not how coming together works. And he's like, oh, I don't want to start anything. You know, I just want, you know, to hang out with my friend. I was like, it's all nice. I'm glad you have friends. But that's not how waiting in line works. You can't just cut in line and expect people not to say anything. And he's like, well, I just, you know, I don't want to have an issue. It was like, okay, you also can't be an asshole and then say, I don't want to start an issue. That doesn't make me want to, for, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, since this asshole said it's not, he doesn't want to start an issue, I better, uh, better listen. Better, <laughs> better be nicer to him. It's changing my mind. Changing minds every day. <laughs> and then he was like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, you can't, you also can't apologize for being an asshole and then continue to be an asshole. Right? You're still in line in front of me. Like apologizing as he's shoving in front of you. Yeah, no, that's what he did. And I was like, okay, you're still in front of me. So you're apologizing for doing something wrong, but you're still doing that wrong thing. And he's like, look, I just don't, I don't want to have an issue here. It's like, you can't also cut in line in front of someone that's been waiting here for two minutes and not have an issue. Like I told him, I was like, you don't understand. I'm not from Anaheim Hills. Like I will let you know when you're doing something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) and i also said like there's kids behind you that have been waiting to have like unicorn hot chocolate and unicorn cake and you're cutting in front of them like you have to be considerate of other people's time and their space because you're all up in my damn space and you're wasting these kids time but he's like well i have kids i have kids and i'm like that doesn't make it better dude you're not you shouldn't be so much of a douche yeah (laughs) doesn't make it better and his wife is like ignoring the whole situation like it's not happening. I was like, you know what, dude, you go ahead and do you. You want to be an asshole, be an asshole, but like own up to that shit. Don't be like, I'm being an asshole. Sorry. You should forgive me. It's like, I am not 15 year old Jasmine. I'm not going to believe that shit. I know what you are and they should know what you are too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you go ahead and enjoy your cake. So we get to the front and he really want, he and his wife really wanted unicorn cake, but they ran out before he got there. And after he found out that they didn't have any more cake, he's like, Oh, you know what? That was kind of a douche move. Oh I my just, god! <laughs> I understand how how it is to just wait in line for something and then have someone <laughs> just cut in front of you. And I was like, and I I actually told him I was like, I know you're only saying this because you didn't get what you wanted, but sure, dude, thanks for that half-ass apology. We've both suffered in this situation. It's <laughs> so stupid. And I texted Chris, I was like, and I I took a picture of him too. I was like, these assholes decided to cut in front of the wrong person. And I had to tell him off. And Chris is like, this is why I can't take you out in public. (laughs) This is why you can't (laughs) go alone in public places. Like somebody has to tell you not to do these things. (laughs) Or somebody has to let you do them. Okay, but seriously. Like there are kids getting pumped in the back for Cookie Monster shakes and unicorn hot chocolate. And this asshole is going to, oh, we came together. Go fuck yourself. 
come on, man. Like, you're not better than anybody else in this line. Definitely not now. No. Yeah. So that's how I get. That's how angry I get over cake. I don't play. All right. If I'm there for cake and I want my fucking cake, don't cut in front of me because I will cut you. All right? I respect that. <laughs> I think that's a good battle line to draw. Yeah. You can go to jail over food grade glitter. I would. That's reasonable. Because I'd go over me. <laughs> I'm going to really push this. <laughs> Even though I shouldn't. So, <laughs> my little story. Uh, hold on. Sorry, podcast listeners. But you don't know this. <laughs> We're continually trying to improve our setup and continually failing. Yeah, every time we make a change, the audio just fucks up. So congratulations, you get to listen to it. (laughs) We're a work in progress. Yeah, we're a work in progress. I mean, to be fair, we've only done like how many podcasts? It's not like we're complete pros at this. So there's going to be ups and downs. Especially when we decide to wait like eight months between episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And have no progress in between. Yeah, and just be like, "Eh, it's fine. (laughs) All of our three listeners understand. So... (laughs) We have to stop making that joke. I know. Because now like, we actually do have some listeners. It's really great. I've been watching the numbers. I've been very happy. And we have a couple of reviews in the iTunes store. I have printed all of them out and tattooed them on my heart. They make me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. And I'll just remind you at the beginning, um, we would love if you would review us. Yeah. I mean, give us your thoughts if you think that. You know, we suck. I want to see that, too. Yeah. But, like, have some real reasons. (laughs) We're both used to it. But have some real reasons. Like, don't be like, don't say, oh, you suck. I hate your voice. Well, you're not going to stop hearing my fucking voice. No. Just say, okay, well, you could cover this content better. You could have done more research on this part. And also, I mean, yeah, put that in reviews, but also tweet at us. If you feel like we're not covering something in the correct way or we're not talking about something that you experience and it's i mean it's incorrect we're, we're talking about it in the wrong way or giving the wrong facts or uh, making light of something that you find serious tweet at us yeah let us know at we podcast facts at we podcast facts on twitter uh i mean i expect more of a general response of like your libtard cucks but mm, if you want to yeah. surprise me that's cool too <laughs> <laughs> break the mold uh so my story uh, over Christmas, I got a free iPad when I upgraded my phone, Woo-woo. and I decided to give that iPad to my mom. My mom doesn't have a smartphone. Her phone, you still gotta, like, type on it with your fingers. It's really cute. And... <laughs> Does she still have a sidekick? Is that what you're describing right now? Uh, it's kind of like a sidekick where it has that, like, flip-up thing. I think that's the one that she still has. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is really cool in, like, 2011. So... It's really cool today. I mean, her phone would have been cool in 2011. <laughs> but they don't really want to pay for the data plans, and I don't blame them. So they don't have smartphones. Um, and so I gave her this iPad. It's the first piece of smart technology that she owns, and she loves the shit out of it. She has taken to emojis really beautifully. Like, every other word that she'll text is just done in emojis. I love it. It's like, Aziz Ansari back in 2012. It's really cute. So, <laughs> and uh, the other thing to know is that when my mom texts, uh, what she used to do, I mean, she's doing it a little bit differently now that she has the iPad, but what she used to send would just be like three paragraphs at a time. 
And so would, I would have to like scroll through my entire screen to read the whole message. She doesn't do that as much anymore, but she does still do it. So, you know, Valentine's Day, she sends me a couple really cute texts of like, hey, happy Valentine's Day. I love you. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, for me, she used like a little, the little like queen emoji. It was really sweet. She uh, put Jose in there too as like guy with laptop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so accurate. It was so cute. <laughs> Guy with laptop. With like black hair. Yeah. It was really cute. Uh, and so I'm just like texting her. And then a little bit a while later, she sends me a really long text. And I forget what it was about. But I remember that at the end of it, she's like, hey, how come there's no emoji for a penis? <laughs> you know, because there wasn't one, but I wanted one. Instead, I just drew you one. So you know that feature where if you turn your device to the side, you can draw a message? Oh, yeah. So she drew a penis and sent it to me. (laughs) And I wanted to be upset. I wanted to be like, mother. But then when I turned mine to the side, what popped up, of course, like they have your most recently drawn photos at the end. Mm -hmm. So what popped up were all the penises that I had drawn and sent to friends. So I really had no upper hand there. No, she actually sent one to me and it, she used I've a feature. multiple ones to you. Oh yeah, that's true. But my favorite is the one where you had to rub it to reveal it. Because like- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know that feature where you know it, it'll, be, it'll be like static? Yeah. And so you have to rub your finger around the static to see it. And they call it like the invisible ink feature. There we go. That's yeah. what it's called. But I use it to send drawings of a penis that I've drawn. <laughs> And uh, also, shout out to my mom. I fucked up. Um, my mom requested that we do the sex ed episode, and she wanted it to be called hashtag black candle lighting because of a rant about how ABC Family Freeform, you'll never be freeform to me, you'll always be ABC Family. Because <laughs> oh, that's, that's what it is. That's yeah. what it really is. Yeah. Family channel, get your shit together. So how about how ABC Family... <laughs> We'll always put little hashtags on the bottom of the screen of like what they what you know I mean they do it because they want to be able to track user engagement. But she was like, "Don't do this on like twenty thirty year old movies, like that's stupid." So th- that turned into a sex ed request, and uh, so I I think this episode should be called hashtag Black Candle Lighting. Is it appropriate? Yeah, why not? You just want to name something Black Candle Lighting? I promised. <laughs> Name random shit black candle lighting. I, the names of some of our episodes. Mm, okay. You have, have a point. not been too coherent. You have a point. I'm not saying that's not true. <laughs> I'm also, I'm just saying we have. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. I'm for Dadaism in all of our name practices. <laughs> I never want it to make sense. So there's my story. You really like that. I hope you liked it too. Is that I liked how, I, it. how my mom and I send each other drawn out pictures of penises. <laughs> Peenies. <laughs> that is such a cute word. I know. <sighs> the the proper plural form for those who don't know of when you have when you have multiple penis. <laughs> Sorry. I moved Liz's mic on accident. <laughs> that was me. Guys. It's rubbing against the noise gates. It's like when you have It's rubbing against the pop filter. Don't do it penis. more. Yeah, that's right. I don't know the actual words for things. I'm a really, I'm super professional at this. Uh, so. If you just rub that on the pop filter a little more, I think they'll get it. <laughs> We're talking about penis. I got to rub it on things, okay? 
pretty phallic already. The point is, <laughs> the proper word for the plural, if there's more than one penis, it's not like penises or peni. It's peenies. Yeah. Didn't we say this on one of our other podcasts? Probably, though? but I just want to keep re-educating the okay, public. Cool. Just in case people started from now and didn't want to listen to our other episodes, you know, all that work we put in. Because I would whatever. you. <laughs> Thank you if you do, though. I don't want to be an asshole. Yeah. Because peenies is such a cute word, and I just want to spread spread the peenies. All right. <laughs> so now that we have gone on these tangents for 97 minutes, uh, <laughs> what we wanted to do this episode was actually do a whole episode of White Devil Watch. Da-da-da. White Devil Watch. <laughs> we should... We should make a theme song. Dude, I'm already thinking about it. I'm like, we could do like the CNN segment where they just <laughs> all like super dramatic for da, no fucking da, reason. Da, da. <laughs> I never watch. <laughs> I am so tickled by this. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> all right, so we could let's let's redo this. Hey, uh, what are we gonna do today, Jasmine? My devil watch. Da 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 da. White devil, devil watch. watch. Oh, great. <laughs> We're a work in progress. So <laughs> we have both uh, come up with, I mean, the thing is, it's it's impossible to really stay abreast of everything that's coming out of the Trump administration. It is completely impossible when, you know, we could record something. Let's say we recorded one uh, last night and then the audio was messed up and we decided to re-record the episode today. Let's just say that that happened. Yeah, hypothetically, right? I'm not saying that it absolutely did, but it absolutely did. And then... <laughs> You know, from in the 12 hours between, <laughs> so much shit has happened. It's impossible. It's impossible to cover everything. It is. I mean, <laughs> over the last two weeks since we haven't recorded, it's, there's been so much happening. It's really hard. We're going to have a hard time shoving all, packing all that in to this episode. Yeah, I think that we have finally given up on the idea that we can have hour-long episodes. No, we can't do that anymore. No. Remember once upon a time when we were able to do it? That was really cute. That was adorable. But also the world wasn't going Yeah, we were able shit. to talk about, like, ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? That was quaint. Uh, anyway. White it's going to be like, White Devil Watch. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I walked right into that. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> For those of you who are unaware, our da, 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 white double watch is the segment in which we cover the goings on of the Trump administration. Yeah. Focusing on Donald Trump, but let's not forget his hellions. Mm, yes. That, that's an appropriate term for his cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what do you want to start with? I can start. How yeah. about we do that? Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. While I readjust the mic and pretend it's not going to be audible. <laughs> so what I wanted to bring up first was his during his press conference and during his campaign also, he also he wanted to make the media the enemy. And he's been really effective at that. But I think this last press conference kind of put it into reality for me. Excuse me. I'm sick, guys. So my throat is all nicely coated with phlegm i know you guys wanted to hear that it's really beautiful but i just needed to make you aware it's really brave of you <laughs> all right liz <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um i i was alarmed with how he treated the media during his press conf- press conference um i'm usually alarmed by the way he treats the media but i think this was very blatant and to top that shit off he sent an email out to his his followers 
um, basically saying, hey, you hate the media? Me too. Tell me how much. I want to read the email to you really quick. I'm going to get angry in the middle of it and stop it. This is what I do with normal conversation too. So just, (laughs) I'm in. Sorry about it. But we're with you until then. (laughs) All right, here it is. Friend, you know that I don't trust the media to report on anything we achieve. Instead, you, the American people, are out are our last line of defense against the media's hit jobs. You are our greatest asset in helping our movement deliver the truth to the American people, which is why I need you to take the mainstream media accountability survey. Like, what the fuck is that? Anyway, I'll tell you exactly what that is in a second, but let me actually finish <laughs> the sentence before I get angry. Uh, <laughs> Which is why I need you to take the mainstream media accountability survey to do your part to fight back against the media's attacks and deceptions. Over these next few years, our movement will be subjected to some of the nastiest attacks you can imagine from the nastiest women you can imagine. I added that, but it's true. But just like during the campaign, we need to stay focused on getting the job done and accomplishing our shared goal to make America great again. That's why I've made it a point to cut through the media's noise and go straight to the American people. Uh, It worked during the campaign and it will work again over these next four years, but I can't do it alone. I need you by my side, supporting our message and doing your part to get the truth to the American voter. Doesn't that sound like his words? No, it doesn't. Sounds just like he wrote it himself. These are sentences. There's no damn way he wrote this (laughs) or his speechwriter. I don't know who wrote this, but they're actually somewhat intelligent or not even intelligent. They, yeah, they, they passed freshman English. Good for them. Congrats. Double spaced and everything. So this is problematic because he's already telling you how to feel about the media and then asking you what you feel about it. So the survey questions are just as scary. I'm going to go over some of those too. These are the highlights. And I'm reading from a Mashable article because they kind of picked out the most abrasive questions. I read through most through, through all of them. And these were the ones that kind of freaked me out the most. Um, okay. Number 10. Do you believe, do you believe that the mainstream media does not do their due diligence, due diligence, fact checking before publishing stories about on the Trump administration? Yes. No, no opinion. Other please specify. I really want to just go take this and put in the other please specify box. Just go fuck yourself. (laughs) I know, you know, you know, there's someone who's done that or multiple people who have done that. And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure their sequel table is full. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm tempted to follow these emails, one, to understand or see what, not to be afraid of, but to be aware of and to be prepared for, Um, and also to do go fuck yourself when I have the option to. Okay, number 11. Do you believe that the media unfairly reported on President Trump's executive order temporarily restricting people entering our country from nations compromised by radical Islamic terrorism? Number 24. Do you agree with President Trump's media strategy to cut through the media's noise and deliver our message straight to the people? <laughs> Number 22. And this is the one. This that one. This that one that made me super upset. I'm ready. I'm ready. Number 22. Do you believe that if Republicans were obstructing Obama, like Democrats are doing to President Trump? The mainstream media would attack Republicans. Don't fuck yourself, bitch. Look. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because we're living in an alternate Uh. universe. (laughs) 
Liz can't handle it. See 2008 to 2016. Yeah, because we didn't live that for eight years. Fuck, man. Yeah, this is a this is a pretend universe that Trump is creating for his constituents. And what's really scary is that he's telling him what to think in these survey questions. This is not a survey of what they really think. It is a test to see how well they can follow direction. And that's what I believe. I mean, they weren't even like, hey, what's your opinion? I mean, here's how they could have done a survey and had results that could be marginally testable. Uh, even though, I mean, it's not. You're sending it out to your supporters. You already know exactly how yep. the statistics are going to fall. And so now they'll be able to take something like this and be like, oh, well, as you can see, 99% of our of the people who took this survey agreed, so we have the mandate. Right. <laughs> but let's pretend that this was an actual scientific survey. What they could have done a lot better is, hey, which, like, do you, which <laughs> which of these statements do you agree with about... Trump in the media. And it would have been like, I believe that the media is unfair. I believe the media is fair. I believe da 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 da. And you would have had like a list of five or six. And then you do yeah. a multiple choice, not yes, no, other, other, please fill in and specify, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're, they're going to, I mean, they, that's the whole tactic behind something like this is you ask leading questions so that, you know, the results are going to be heavily skewed in the way that you tell people to feel. Yeah. And I think that's just a way for Trump and his administration to get more control. Like this whole fake news thing is really frustrating because whenever you try to present an article that states fact that actually did research, they want to call it fake news because it's against their beliefs. Exactly. It doesn't feed into their own bias. It's the same thing. And I told, I talked about this with Liz yesterday. It's the same. It's along the oh, same lines. Why did we talk? On the phone or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we, you know? we didn't like fuck up a recording. It's yeah, fine. we didn't do that. I we're, don't think we're really good at our. I don't even know okay. what you're talking about. Yeah, anyway. so. fake news. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying yeah, like, the alternative is, fact yeah. is that we suck at recording sometimes. But that's definitely the alternative fact. Right. Mm-hmm. The truth is, we're here. We're now. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Who that was the past. Or was it yesterday? Who knows? Who knows? Did it happen? Did anything know. happen? If the files are deleted, did it ever happen? Right. <laughs> the file is deleted in the forest. <laughs> is that how it works? Oh, my God. Remind me to tell you a story later. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> right. So I was saying that this is along the same lines of before this whole fake news things, uh, thing, you were talking to Trump supporters. And whenever you would state something that's fact, they would say, oh, well, that's just liberal bias. This is along that same lines where anything that is negative to them or doesn't support their bias, it's automatically unreal. And not unreal in an awesome way, like, oh, my God, that car is unreal. It's so amazing. Like, unreal in the way that you're just trying to skew my opinion by showing me fake shit, which is completely not the case. You know, I can't say completely because there are leftist new uh, media outlets that do distribute things that aren't fully true or things that they don't research, you know, so I can get that. They're not fake news. They're just not research news. Right. I really want to talk about the history of the term fake news and um, how much it angers me. (laughs) (laughs) If you could not use your can I talk to the manager voice, that would be great. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Like, <laughs> Apple Care said, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That is so fucking funny. And, like, I too have been a victim of racial prejudice. 
Like, you were mean to me once. You don't remember, but you were really mean to me. And I was just like, oh, my God, reverse racism is racism is real. <laughs> no. So here's my thing about fake news. Here's my real thing about fake news. Um, <laughs> this this is a very, like, I, I can see the steps. I can see, I'm, I'm sounding crazy right now. But here's the thing. <laughs> there was steps taken in place to get to the point that we are now where verified, truthful, factful information can be labeled as fake news. And the first step, and I think we've seen this happen, like if you're white like me and you have (laughs) conservative family members who used to be a little bit more moderate but have gotten more extreme in their views, like you have seen the steps that took place. And it's usually because of the media that they were consuming. Um, in particular, it used to be, now it's like Alex Jones yeah. and, you know, really extreme right-wing conservative news sources. It used to just be like, uh, shit, what's that guy's name? Rush Limbaugh? Oh, God, fuck Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> no, he's still around. No, what's uh Glenn Beck? Yes. There we go. I was like, Mormon guy. Glenn Beck. <laughs> I sometimes confuse them. I had to say in my brain after I said Rush Limbaugh, I was like, oh, they are different people. They're very uh, different. Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. It, it used to be like, you know, Glenn Beck was in charge of everything. But, you know, so people who started listening to conservative talk radio, I feel like most areas in the U.S. have at least one AM station that uh, plays all the conservative talk radio hosts in the area or national. Uh, and so people who started consuming that and then they moved into like reading conservative blogs and they move on to Breitbart and you see, you see like this list of the media they're consuming and what all of those media sources did was say, Hey, you can't trust anybody else because they have a liberal bias. And so the buzzword used to just be what you said, you know, 10 minutes ago before I started ranting, it used (laughs) to be, it used to be liberal bias. They used to just say that like, Oh, the media has a liberal bias. So you can't trust it because it has a liberal bias. And so it'd be like, hey, you can only trust us. Meanwhile, they're literally making shit up. Yeah, because they understand that the, their listeners aren't going to do the research to right. to verify what they're saying is true. Because they've already established that none of that is true anyway. Just listen to me. The big obvious source is Fox News, which does this, um, I mean, like to a lesser extent. I mean, it's really when you get like the smaller and smaller audiences and smaller voices where it gets worse and worse. Um, but you, but you see it also on a big level with Fox news, which is why it's such a problem that our fuck face in in chief is the biggest Fox, Fox news fan. Anyway, so news, (laughs) uh, news. Uh, (laughs) but you see, but even in there, you see like the insidious way of having the tagline of fair and balanced. Yeah. Which isn't to say that I don't think that they truly believe we are fair and balanced. They're saying, hey, we're correcting the wrong, the wrong of our stories don't get told on other news sources. So we are the correction to that. We are making things fair and balanced. But what they don't say is 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 truthful. <laughs> they don't actually have that like, you know, so what they can say is, hey, just trust that we're what we're going to say. You don't need to actually check it. And so you can get into situations like I've been in. Or somebody who you love, 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 love so dearly, you know, your family member or just someone you went to high school with or something who has gotten more conservative over the years where they'll say something and you're like, bitch, you can Google that. 
you could actually find where you a, a website as soon as you Google it that says that that's wrong. Yeah, when the first result is Snopes, <laughs> you fucked up, man. Like maybe you need to think a little bit more about your source. But <laughs> yeah, and not only that, like oh sorry, I'm gonna let you finish your thought before I go on a tangent. But they, but the thing is, like they don't believe that they the the whole saying, oh, we don't need to fact check news sources. And you can't trust even Snopes. You can't trust fact-checking websites because all of that just has a liberal bias. And so they used to just say over and over, liberal bias, liberal bias, liberal bias. And then the problem is that on the liberal side, we started to, after Clinton lost, people were like, well, what could have been the factors in this? The truth is, anybody who tries to tell you we lost because of this one reason is completely minimizing. Yeah. (laughs) Don't listen to people who will be like that. Oh, well... only should have been this or oh well if only they'd given bernie a shot like <laughs> bernie wouldn't have had a chance either no. i mean and that's, that's a bummer yeah let's just that's be real truth. about that i i would have loved to ha- i would have loved to live in that alternate reality of where course. he would have won but he was going against people who were blissfully ignorant yeah how do you fight against that i want to live in the alternate timeline where <laughs> where bernie's our president i mean we're in the darkest timeline right now yeah. i think that's clear <laughs> community. So, <laughs> Aww, I miss community. Oh, me too. Where's that movie? Six right? Movie. Okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so when people were trying to analyze, okay, so what happened? Why did the Democrats lose so badly? They're like, well, let's, uh, it started off with the fact that on both extreme sides of the political spectrums, all of them, honestly, but just focusing on far right, far left, uh, before you get into like national socialism and things like that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that there are news sources that would uh, consistently write misleading articles. And, you know, it was, it went around the gamut. Like it was either people just saying like, oh, I'm going to paraphrase an article, but take everything out of context, or I will just make some shit up. You know, it was, it was all along the spectrum and people labeled that fake news. And they said, hey, fake news influenced our election because people consistently shared those articles more often than ones that are actually factual. So like everything, there's a little kernel of truth. (laughs) The little kernel of truth is that, yeah, there were some Facebook pages and websites that did that on purpose. Some people profited from it because you can make money based on ad buys. Now, what happened, though, is people, again, didn't think about it too much. They were just like, ah, fake news. And this kind of got caught up with the fact that people in general tend to be annoyed with the media. (laughs) Yeah. And so when that got wrapped up, then people on the right, especially Trump, started saying, hey, everyone's saying fake news. We should start using that instead. And so fake news went from describing a, a small, discrete amount of actions to then being like, oh, let's also bring in just satirical articles, which is not the way it should be used, to, oh, now it's the fucking New York Times is fake news. <laughs> CNN is fake news. And we need to have faith in a free media yeah, and I think that's what what's so dangerous about this is that the president is shifting the role of the uh, r- the role of accountability. He is saying Absolutely. that, oh, I should be I should hold the media accountable when really they should be there to hold the president accountable. They Absolutely. should be there to provide facts. And he's setting himself up. He and and all of his you know evil minions, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> what do I call them? Hellions. 
the memory the, the, white devil and the aliens are setting it up so that they're now saying, hey, don't trust anybody except for us. Trust yep. the couple of sources that we say you can trust. But even when things are very clearly demonstrably lies, they're able to say, oh, don't trust the people that tell you that they're lies because they lie. Yep. And that's how they got, that's how they were able to, I don't want to say defame, but put Hillary Clinton in the position that she was. Absolutely. She lied way less than Donald Trump did, but he was able yeah. to say, well, I'm being straight up. I'm a straight error. I'm just telling you what I feel. But Hillary Clinton, she's lying to you all the time. And he was able to have his followers believe everything he said, lie or not. The really annoying thing that kept going around is that people would say like, okay, well, the media took Donald Trump uh, literally, but not seriously, and his supporters mm. took him seriously, but not literally. First of all, that's stupid. And if you're going to admit that with pride, uh, look at yourself and look at your choices. Right. But <laughs> the thing is that uh, people, what, like, it's <laughs> what we needed to take seriously were some of the threats that he made of, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do, like, institute a ban on Muslims, like, do more raids. Like do all this or stuff. Or build a wall. Or yeah. like I really liked um, Michael Ian Black's tweet where he's like, oh, so now that we're taking Trump seriously, remember that time he joked about um, nuclear bombs? Yeah. This isn't a fucking game, guys. It's not like, oh, he was just playing. He yeah. wasn't just, he was, he was just saying that shit to get elected. No. He said he set out to be the president that took action, right? He set out to be different than other politicians that lied to you and didn't follow through on what they said. He said that throughout his campaign. How could you take that and then say, oh, well, I wasn't taking what he was saying seriously. He's just another pol And then say he's not, oh, well, I can't, I, I, I think he's going to be like any other politician when he gets in the office. Yeah. But I'm voting for him to be the opposite. You voted for that shit. You voted for someone to be, to say what they were going to do and go ahead and do it. Well, you got him. Here's one way where the Trump supporters truly fucked up is on the one hand saying, hey, we like him because he's not a politician, mm -hmm. but then expecting him to act in the normal political way. Right. That's not you don't bring make a hoe a housewife. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> you can't bring a hoe home and expect her to know how to make hamburger helper. Like you got to understand that there's you brought this why, person why you got to put me and my marriage on blast right now mm, well first okay <laughs> i didn't see you didn't see at first i didn't see the correlation <laughs> what had happened was okay. what happened was so anyway i'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna back out of that <laughs> i love hoes anyway go back <laughs> me too where my girls at where my people at Okay, so right. <laughs> Donald Trump is a politician. Donald and Trump is a hoe. So Donald Trump is a hoe. Donald Trump is a messy ass bitch. He is. And you we know, joked about it on our podcast because it was a joke, but he is. But it's true. And you know what? It was actually my New Year's resolution to say it out loud at least once a day. <laughs> and it it helps me. I encourage all listeners to do this. Say just out loud at least once a day, Donald Trump is a messy ass bitch and tell me that it does not help your mood in that moment <laughs> <laughs> to at least exercise your right to free speech. Oh, I'm going to get into that later. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> to exercise your right to free speech, to say dissenting things about the government with limitations. 
by saying something as simple as Donald Trump isn't messy ass bitch because it is true and it is hilarious. And I uh, tend to believe that only some people should be able to say the word bitch, but I definitely want to use it about Donald Trump. (laughs) He is the definition of bitch made, so I think that's okay. (laughs) And because you know it would upset him a lot. (laughs) Because he doesn't want to be called a bitch. No, or be a bitch. Or be moved on like a bitch. And and yet, that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Yeah, so that was, that was the conversation I wanted to initiate, talking about the media being the enemy and how it's a, it's a negative sign. And for people who think that, oh, I don't understand why you're making a big deal of this. Uh, the media is distrustful. I mean, you can't trust the media anyway. And why are you, why are you uh, making this about Donald Trump's presidency? Like, it's a huge thing. Well... Maybe it's because this is how dictators come to power. Yeah, I was say, because it's know. step one yeah. in setting up an autocracy. But that's not a big deal. No, of course not. Especially if it benefits you, right? It's fine. It's fine. Cool. All right. So that was my number one. Um, what did you want to cover, Leos? I had so many things. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much shit has happened, so that's understandable. So, I mean, what I wanted to talk about, but now I don't really want to get into it as much, but except to say... Um, one thing that I really urge people to do is to pay more attention to the cabinet nominations and what they do from the point that they're confirmed on. There's a lot of interesting stories. There's a lot of scary as hell stories. Um, one thing I want to point out really quickly is that after Betsy DeVos was confirmed, which was already a historic moment because uh, all of the phone calls that activists were doing had made some Republicans switch and say they weren't going to support her, but it was down to a 50-50 thing, so fucking Mike Pence had to step in and vote, which never happens. Mm -hmm. So Betsy DeVos got confirmed by the skin of her teeth, and I think it was the next day or even a couple hours later, somebody introduced a bill to get rid of the Department of Education. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, and it was like a one-sentence bill. It said, like, the Department of Education will be shut down on, like, December something 2018. Oh, dude. Yeah. And it was, was like, a libertarian representative from, I forget what state. So, I mean, and, and that's something that I had been thinking when you're seeing these nominations to be heads of departments for people who have been actively anti that department. You know, when you have a guy who has you know, lawsuits against the EPA and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to put him in for the head of the EPA when you have Betsy DeVos for Secretary of Education when she has been extremely critical of public education and how all of education is handled in the United States and put her as the head. Like when you have over and over these people, (laughs) I mean, it made me think way back then, like, okay, so he's trying to shut all this shit down. They're trying to actively close down departments. That's what the whole point of this is. And we already got that started. Yeah. So that's it, fun. It almost seems like he wants to centralize the power that he has, I think, that, or the, the power that the executive branch has. I kind of saw that when he made Steve Bannon his, basically, his whole National Security Council. Yeah. Like, oh, what's up, dude? You're just going to be like these two positions. But apparently he didn't know when he was signing that executive order. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because he didn't read it. No. He was just like, cool, cool, cool. Here's my signature. Yeah. Oh, oops. Yeah. Bannons. Like, why would you tell people that though? Like, <laughs> like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really read it, guys. I'm the president. No big deal. <laughs> do, do your homework. Job. God damn it, Trump. Do the reading. 
my job is tremendous. I don't have time. <sighs> I mean, that's sort of what he said over and over when people question him. Like, okay, <laughs> this is this is like not even organized anymore. But <laughs> but let's talk about the fact that he and his administration completely fabricated three separate terrorist attacks. Yeah. And when people asked him, like, what the fuck were you talking about when you mentioned Sweden? He's like, oh, you know, I saw a Fox News thing about Sweden. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. No, he constantly does that. Oh, where'd you hear about this? Well, Fox News oh, Fox had a segment. News. Really, dude? You're not listening to the people in your in your in your circle, like as a president, you're listening to Fox News for current yeah. events. What the fuck? We get the news from you, nigga. Like, I'm gonna need <laughs> you to be honest. You can't say in one breath, only trust me, I'm the source of information that'd be like, I don't know, Bill O'Reilly said it. <laughs> Don't blame me. Yeah. Uh, Motherfucker. That's completely problematic. But, you know, so. no big deal. No big deal. It's not, it's not like he's has nuclear codes or anything. So. Yeah. I try to forget that every once in a while. It's He's a messy ass bitch. Mm. That's the problem. I mean, With that nuclear is the problem. codes, though. That's like giving Kenya more nuclear codes. <laughs> Don't do that. She's messy for a reason. You know, shout out to Kenya Moore. I, 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 you do what you do. I understand why you do what you do. You do you. Make your coins. <laughs> Most people shouldn't have access to the nuclear codes. Yeah. Most people shouldn't. Especially somebody who would be like, well, you know, everybody thinks that I should just bomb Russia in the ocean right now. Everyone thinks it'd be great if, if I just like... If I just bomb this submarine, Who that's said what that? nobody said that. <laughs> Literally, fucking nobody said that. Nobody's like, yes, Trump, please, please use the missiles. This is all we want. Like, we want you to please use this power. So silly, dude. I'm know, sorry, it's not silly. He didn't know what the nuclear triad was. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, what's important with with nuclear power is destruction and powers. I forget exactly what he said, but it was something like that. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway. So. Yeah, I watched that video again yesterday where I was like, yep, this is uh, this is real. He has no fucking idea what to say because he has no information to access. He has no idea what it is. But that's what people thought was a strong suit. Yeah, right. He's not like any other politician. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how to navigate this stuff. That's, that's not okay. You shouldn't be okay with someone who is completely unprepared to guard your life. That is, yeah. that's so the opposite of what you should, what you should look for. Like, you know what? I'm looking for a security guard. I kind of look, want to look for somebody who has no formal training, um, no background references. I just want you somebody rogue off the grid. How about that? No, motherfucker. You get somebody that's actually qualified and prepared for the position. I said this before. I'll say it again. It's like you need open heart surgery and you're like, but you know who I can trust? Probably that business guy. I mean, he's made money. <laughs> so I think he probably knows how to uh, save my life. Well, no, the, motherfucker, he doesn't. The problem is that there are people that actually believe that America should be run as a business. So in their mind, they're like, well, we made the right choice. Those people have obviously Even never worked for shitty bosses or been fucked over at their work or had any kind of access to the people that are at the tops of most corporations. Yeah. Or they're the people that facilitate that. Yeah. <laughs> or the ones that are going to fucking make money off of all this shit. Yeah. I'm okay. Liz is not here for that today. Not here for that. <laughs> today or any other day. 
I can't. I want to get you drunk one day and have you record. Girl, I can't wait. It's going to be so that awesome. That's such a bad idea. <laughs> For who? This is how I am sober. <laughs> hey, guys, you want to hear how angry I get? Okay, so one time. <laughs> one time I was out at a bar with a friend. And I don't think I was engaged yet, but I was with Jose. I, we'd been dating for a long time, you know, so I'm out with my friend. Uh, she's meeting up with a guy, like, go on a date, basically. And I'm just, like, chilling by myself at the bar. I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, she doesn't get kidnapped. And as as one does. <laughs> and a guy tried hitting on me. And I took that opportunity to um, angrily yell at him for about four hours about his... Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to continue now. No more laughing. And all of his implicit racial biases. <laughs> and basically explained to him all of, like, I white-splained to him. Uh-huh. He was a white boy, obviously. I, I, I white-splained to him um, the Black Liberation Movement and all of the things that he was doing that were feeding into the racial biases and how racism was structured in America. And this motherfucker was so <laughs> desperate to get his dick wet that he let me yell at him for hours. That's <laughs> And at the end of it, still wanted my number. And was just like, you know, you're wrong about everything, but we could still meet up. And I'm like, <laughs> uh. Yeah, you can't change that. Shout men. out to trifled as white dudes. <laughs> it's not just white dudes. No. 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 So I can tell no. you, boy. They are trifling in general. But anyway. So the point is, I'm exactly the same when I'm drunk, except louder. Oh, I, I mean, men aren't trifling. I don't mean all men are trifling. I think <laughs> I'm saying that all <laughs> to the To the men that are trifling, shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, we know who you are. We see you. You know who you are. <laughs> Donald Trump. So. <laughs> Triflin and messy. Messy as fuck. I was going to talk about, Oh, yeah. So what I actually Wait. wanted to talk about. Chris just texted me and told me he took the Trump media survey. What did he say? I don't know, but I'm recording, so I can't, like, like te- I'll text him in the middle. Cover for me. So another thing that I wanted to talk about before I got distracted <laughs> by myself. I'm very organized, and you can definitely trust everything that I say. Uh, is I wanted to talk about the ice raids. Okay, so we're going to pretend no one's mentioned that Trump has talked about this since he started his campaign. Right. right? And they're trying to pretend like he's not behind the ri- the rise in ice raids. Right. Come and, they're, on. and they're like, oh, this is routine. This is normal. Like 70% of these people committed a crime. Here's what people aren't realizing is that when you redefine what is criminal to say, hey, just being here without documentation is criminal and thereby you are a criminal and can be treated as as, as a violent, as we would treat a violent criminal. But most Trump supporters I see commenting on the ice raids are like, well, they're criminals. Why are you defending them? They're breaking the law. And I'm like, this is the same, this is the same viewpoint that you have on black people too, which is problematic which is i don't i don't initiate those conversations because i do get i get too angry honestly i do because the way that people are treated in ice raids or the way that black people are treated whether whether they're criminals or not and i'm sorry 
people of Latin people or Chicano people or people who are from Mexico, they're treated like they're criminals or like they're, they're illegals, whether they are or not. Absolutely. So using that, oh, they're criminal as a justification for your own racism. How do you argue against that besides saying you're a shitty person? Like, how do you, how do you tell someone maybe stop being racist? Like, never forget the fact that Donald Trump opened up his entire candidacy for... Oh, shit. Cosby. That was my cat. Sorry, guys. <laughs> gently, gently and loudly place the mic back in its place. Yeah, he's been, he's been doing this since last night. Anytime I record... Not that we recorded last night and it failed. Oh, no. But anytime, <laughs> anytime we record... Anytime we record, he gets all up in the business. It's like... I don't. I don't know if I can Mama, handle what you doing? Kid. Mama, what you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna bring the squirt gun over next time. So I'm gonna do. Get the Aww. fuck away! Aww, no, me. don't feel sorry for him. He just dropped the mic, and not in a cool way. He noisy. wanted. He had something to say. <laughs> I got shit to say. <laughs> so never forget that Donald Trump started this presidential campaign by saying Mexicans are rapists. Yes, that they're bringing in crime, and some, I assume are good people. That is, and it's not just Donald Trump who thinks that. Who a shit ton of people think that? A shit ton of people ascribe to that idea. That is why he got support. He started off his campaign getting support from the worst of us, honestly. Yep. He started off by applying, by by appealing to the worst people. And then he, it's not like he didn't tell you you right, were the worst people. he told you who he was. No, no, no. He told you you were ignorant. That too. He told you you were poorly educated and how much he loved it. Yeah. And you still voted for him. <laughs> Came out in droves and to vote for you, someone bitch. who thinks so little of you. That's awesome. That need help. So, but he started off that way. Yeah. We knew from the beginning, if he gets in office... People are going to be deported left and right. And then, you know, of course, you got to point out that Obama deported a shit ton of people. Oh, yeah. People, I mean, I, I guess maybe not everyone, but everyone, most people that we know, called him out on that. Right. Well, it's like you can't be for the people and have the DREAM Act and then deport left and right. But anyway. So I'm looking way back. <laughs> way back. Some, somewhere in my notes. Back oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> way, way back uh, for that other lost episode. Oh, wait, we don't have a lost episode last time. What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> I, I was doing research on the rates at which undocumented people and immigrants in general commit crime. And it's absolutely worth noting that it's a significantly smaller amount than the general natural born citizens population. And it makes sense because if you're somewhere that you're, you know, technically not supposed to be, are you going to be trying to draw attention to yourself? Like, do you break into your neighbor's house with like wearing an all glitter bodysuit, <laughs> dancing all, around like, "What's up? What's up?" No, you're not. That sounds amazing, right? I wanted, well, I want, I want the bodysuit. Yeah, I want the bodysuit. I don't want to, I don't want to commit the crime, yeah. but I definitely want the bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to do that, which is why you see less people committing crimes. Would you commit the crime for the bodysuit? Yes. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. As long as that's, yeah, it's obvious. Okay. I, would, I would do most things for that bodysuit. <laughs> That should be obvious. I'm the I'm the unicorn cake now. So, <laughs> oh my god! Imagine if it was like 
imagine if I knew how to use a microphone. Imagine if it was <laughs> like a rainbow glitter bodysuit. Oh, dude. I would get a matching one and we'd be like new pretend 80s artists. And we would just wear big hair all the time and record shitty songs with synth. And this is all happening. Oh my God, that's the best ever. I just, I want it so badly. So, <laughs> because, I mean, after, after Trump won the nominations, I was like, man, I shouldn't have come out of the closet last year. But, <laughs> well, for good reason. Yeah. I mean, I know. It's fucking scary. I know. But then it was like, you know, I need, I, if I had that rainbow bodysuit, God, be like, Move, you'd be a moving this target. This is real. This is real. Oh my God. <laughs> no. I'm exactly as gay as I'm supposed to be. Anyway, you're, I'm moved. never going to stop singing Disney songs. Okay, also, shout out to Mickey Martinez, who's feeding into this. <laughs> but she has for years. I know. That's a, it's not, she doesn't Love have you. to deal with it. She doesn't have to deal with it on a podcast. <laughs> I can't edit this out. As I mean, like, I can. As an adult. You know, it's like it made sense when when High School Musical was still relevant <laughs> and we were in high school. <laughs> now that we're almost thirty, God, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Whoa! Oh, it's too late. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Where's my life going? What okay, talking about the All point right. is you're not going to commit crimes and be super fucking obvious about it, which is why people who don't have documentation aren't committing. Like they're, they're it's just a much smaller percentage that are committing any kind of violent crimes or drug crimes or anything they're not even fucking jaywalking yeah you know and before they were allowed to have um a driver's license and in the places where they still can't have a driver's license they're taking the bus like they're doing everything that they possibly can to stay as under the radar as possible and the people who have no empathy it's it's just wild to me yeah i I don't. I, to me, it makes me think like, what other instances do you have this little, uh, this lack of empathy? Usually, when dealing with black people. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're right. Or queer people. Or people who are just not like you. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, and you can't use poor the, people. You can't use the guise of caring of people, caring about people, and then not give a fuck about people on the other end. Whether you feel like your actions are are saying that or not. You can say, well, I love going to church and being Christian is about giving back to the community. I love getting giving food to four poor people, but I don't Do want my <laughs> I don't like my taxes to go to people who can't afford health care oh or food. And I don't feel like Mexicans should be here and I feel like they should be all deported whether they're re- I mean, I don't want them to be treated like real people, you know. God forbid. And I think most black people should move into my neighborhood because I feel like they bring crime. Go fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> Okay, cool. I go fuck yourself. I love saying that. I should probably say it less. It's my favorite. It's my favorite, 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 favorite three words. I just lo- I say it at work too. Is that bad? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Nope. I don't care. I'm not gonna think about it until I get written up. <laughs> <laughs> so I okay. I I guess we should actually give more context for anybody who doesn't know there were uh there's increased ice raids mostly in border states uh for the last couple of weeks here's i mean here's my continuing frustration in how we cover these kinds of things because you'll have what people on the ground are saying and then you have you know the administration's rebuttal and i'm always seeking to find the truth we are facts on facts on facts right and so it's very frustrating frustrating wow (laughs) 
Wow. It's very frustrating <laughs> to be in the situation. <laughs> if you can hear something, it sounds like the world is ending. It's not. It's my fucking upstairs neighbors. They drag shit across the floor on a regular basis. I told Chris it's like they probably have like they've built their apartment like a tiny home. So they have to drag the bed out in order to use it or something like or they're dragging coffins across the floor. I was like, this is it. Donald Trump found us. <laughs> that is not thunder. Is, it is not gunshots. It is someone who's being inconsiderate upstairs. And I am so close. To, Chris is keeping me from saying anything like we run through what I would say if I went upstairs, right? Because it was like 12 at midnight and I heard that big dragging noise and I was like, I'm going to go say something. And Chris is like, okay, well, what would you say? <laughs> and I'm like, good job, Chris. He's <laughs> like, I would go up there and I'd say, hey, um, are you guys like practicing for the fucking Olympics, <laughs> Olympics up here? <laughs> like, it's midnight. I need to go to sleep. Please stop. And he's like, that's not how you do it. How about you say, hey, here's some cookies I baked and introduce yourself. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Be like, hey, do you like chocolate chip cookies? I made some for you. Also, stop making so much fucking noise at midnight. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't win. I want, a, I, I want a sitcom about your life. I'm trying, and you know what? I'm actively trying to figure out a way to say something nice, but I just come off as a smart ass at the end. Like, I'm thinking like, okay, I'll go talk to them and be like, hey, you know, just to be nice, can you just let us know when your fucking bedtime is? We're in this together now. I need to know what your life is like. I need to know when you come home. I need to know when you decide to wear heels. I need to know when you guys have a kid or a dog because it affects both of us now. Welcome to this relationship. See, I can't. This is why I'm not talking to them yet. You should also be really proud of me because I didn't start singing High School Musical when you said we're in this together. I know. I, I have to. I'm trying to stop saying it because <laughs> you're not the only one that keeps singing High School Musical. I think it's stuck in my head. It's following you. Everywhere. What are we talking about? Ice raids. Mm, ice raids. Fun things. Yeah. Shit, what was I saying? I don't even. You were saying they increased. You said that. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I'm just going to assume that we did a good job on covering this topic. <laughs> if we didn't, tweet us and let us know. Uh, what's another thing you wanted to talk about? Um, I did want to talk about how we're going to pretend that Russia is our friend and that's a cool thing to do. <laughs> Can we just go over that for a little bit? Yes. Like, I know that it's back in everybody's mind. Well, it should be in your mind constantly because he's on a regular P being, being Trump uh, is kissing Putin's ass on a regular basis. But... And when Michael Flynn resigned, uh, there were a lot of questions on, well, should we take this seriously? Does this really have to do with Russia? Blah, blah, blah. I just want to go over Michael Flynn's resignation and why that happened a little bit and then talk Which about. Was crazy. Yeah, it's insane. This should be these should be huge red flags. Personally, the entire campaign that he had should have been a red flag. So, well, let's go over that for a little bit. So right. he had two. He being Trump again uh, or number 45 had two campaign managers that had to resign because of their interactions, quote unquote, with Russia. Paul Manafort was one Manafort was one of them. He was the, the last one, essentially, that had to resign because he had he did uh, he lobbied in Russia. He also had money in Russia and he had to resign because it was a bad look on Trump. He had to get rid of him. Um, now we have Michael Flynn, who had to resign because apparently 
he talked to Russia before the inauguration, before he was a cabinet member. As a civilian, he talked to Russia about their sanctions. Now, if you listen to Trump on at his press conference, he's saying, oh, he did nothing wrong. He's allowed to talk to Russia. He was just doing his job. Unfortunately, it wasn't his job yet. First of all, right. he was a fucking civilian. And second of all, why are you trying to make promises to a foreign entity that we're not okay with you know and this is where we shouldn't be okay with this is where we have to remind everybody this is what running the country like a business looks like exactly because this is what businesses do that's what businesses do this is what businessmen do this is what salespeople do i'm gonna make you this promise yeah i'm gonna make you this promise before i can actually know that this is gonna be okay let's just i'm just gonna put give you this expectation let's say you're gonna expect that all right, now come through and I will scorch earth to get you what you need in order to get that income back. And that's essentially what Trump is doing with Russia. I don't give a shit about how people see me. I don't give a shit about how it affects everyone else. I want Russia to see us as friends and that should be the focus. And he's destroying the way our country works in the meantime, starting with the media, also starting with our education, (laughs) with our national security, those things are at risk. But, you know, if we're friends with Russia, that's all that matters, right? And that's what running it like a business ultimately means. Yeah. So, oh, I wanted to talk about treason in the Logan Act. So I saw a lot of people saying, well, he can be tried under treason. Not so much. Maybe he can be tried under the Logan Act, but that's really hard to try someone on. And it's up to Congress and the Supreme Court, I believe, to determine how uh, or what they would use to try him. And then I think he's just fined and, like, he gets prison time or something. And, like, and here's another thing about that is that, you know, people want Trump impeached or they want him tried on the Logan Act and all of that. Yeah, well, okay, Trump can't be tried on the Logan Act. No, no, or not Trump tried on the Logan Act. Oh, okay. They want Flynn tried on the Logan Act. Oh, okay. But when a lot of this uh, comes down to needing congressional approval for this, uh, I mean, yeah. again, we, it's like, what is an impeachable act? Well, what Congress says it is. Yeah. When Clinton, it was like, he lied. So we're going to impeach him. Mm-hmm. And which is bonkers when you think about how many lies come out of Donald Trump's face every single time he gets in front of a camera or tweets or does anything like that. <laughs> and this is the problem is that we can't expect... Congress, which right now is in lockstep with Trump, which right now is so Republican heavy, we can't expect them to stand up for basic American rights. Yeah. If you don't see them stepping up for that, if you don't see your senator stepping up for that when it comes to voting someone in who has no experience into a cabinet position, how do you expect them to come up and vote against something that is against our is also against what America is based on? Yeah. You can't expect that. So when it comes to trying fucking Michael Flynn on the Logan Act, it's, let's define the Logan Act really quick. Oh, yeah. So, that would help. <laughs> um, it's a law that details the fine and or imprisonment of unauthorized citizens who negoti- negotiate with foreign governments having a dispute with the United States. And that's from Wikipedia. Thanks, guys. Good job. <laughs> so if we're in dispute with Rus- R- Russia as a civilian, you shouldn't discuss or negotiate with Russia for anything like, you know, sanctions. 
<laughs> because we're in a dispute with them. Now, people, the, the way that that can turn into something like a gray area is, okay, well, how are we in a dispute with Russia? Are we really in a dispute with them? Or is it just a hard dislike? You know, that's the, that's going to be the definition that sways it. But even so. I think so, having sanctions kind of takes it away from a dislike. <laughs> I think having, but, I think that in and of itself should be enough justification. If to you're say, talking about Congress, they're not going to see it that way. All right. That's true. And that's what, what Liz what is if, trying to say. What if they put submarines uh, close to the United States? Oh, let's talk about that ship that was off. The, I still don't even fucking remember what coast it was off of. It was new. It was near our capital. Okay, this was Delaware. So off the coast of Delaware. I really wish that I had that information. Mm, I could Google it, but I'm just being lazy. Anyway, and then oh shit, that's right. We're really good at our oh, podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was a Russian spy ship. They keep saying spy ship, but I can't verify that. I think they're saying spy ship because of the build of the ship. You talk, I Google. Okay. I think they're saying spy ship because of the build of the ship. Like it's supposed to be like a quote unquote listening ship. Like it's supposed to hear conversations coming from Washington. I don't fucking know. I just think it's a ship. I don't know if it's a spy ship. But a lot of people are saying, don't worry about it. It's just Russia trying to pretend to flex. They can't really hear the conversations in Washington. And I'm like... Why the fuck does Russia want to ship here anyway, spy ship or not? You should be worried about that. They could be like trying to flex their muscle like, hey, what's up? Oh, you want to be friends? We better be fucking friends or it's going to be a motherfucking problem. It's like if someone rose up on your hood with their crew. Hmm. Oh, that's right. You're one of us. I just want to make sure you knew that and remembered that. And then they leave until the next time. So don't fuck up. <laughs> right. It was near Connecticut. Ah, uh, Connecticut. Okay. But anyway, yeah, Russian quote unquote spy ship. Again, I don't know why they call it a spy ship. I'm assuming it's because of the way the ship was built because they kept talking about, by they, I mean other articles. Uh, the The issue was that it the ship could listen to conversations, but then I I don't know if they actually could. It, would, it looked like an old ass ship. Like, what is it going to be listening to? The radio? Yeah. Nobody does that. Right? Nobody. Unless it's a podcast. Do you listen to podcasts? I hope you listen to podcasts. Okay, I hope so. So there's that. Yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about that. I don't even remember why. I know I was talking about pretending Russia is our friend, but I don't know how I led into that, so I can't, like, back my way out. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so here's my thing about, you know, wanting Russia to be our friend, because, I mean, that's it, is that Trump has said over and over, like, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if we and Russia were tightsies? No, you fucking <laughs> idiot. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, here's here's where my personal issue with that is, is thinking about all of the human rights abuses <laughs> that have taken place. Even if we focus on just that. Right. That's enough to say maybe we shouldn't be cool with people that are the complete opposite of the values that we share. You know what's really interesting? Watching the parliament debates in the UK. Yeah. About whether or not uh, Trump should come in and have an honorable visit. Yes. And that's interesting because it's they say things like, well, they, he doesn't share our values. Russia doesn't say uh, share our values. Why should we be advocating someone who wants to be friends with someone who or, or someone, but a country, also a country that doesn't represent what we believe? Keep in mind that on a national stage, we're already being tied to Russia. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. It's you are who you associate yourself with. Right. We are now a part of what Russia does. And if we're if and we're already hearing talks of backing Russia in their next endeavor, let's say put it lightly, whatever they want to do. Yeah. And 
<laughs> that was really beautiful. Thank you, Creative Cloud. Mm, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I can't even edit that shit out. It's so fucking loud. That's fine. Now you all know we use a computer to record this. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. So, uh, <laughs> all right. I get so, it, yeah. so it's like, you know, the, the Trump, uh, Trump supports his Russian administration. He wants to be besties. And, you know, keep in mind just some of the things that, you know, let's let's say that he decides that he wants to adopt some similar policies in the United States that he's heading anywhere near that. Those are actual free speech infringements, like yeah. locking up or killing any, anywhere from the fun uh, spectrum of shitting on somebody's car to, you know, murdering them. Is So you watched to, last week tonight? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great segment. But yeah, also, this excellent. is, I mean, I, I kind of want to do a, a shout out from, you know, weeks ago when I was watching a lot of the cabinet hearings uh, to the, the the biggest surprise was uh, Marco Rubio standing up and being like, hey, I care about your fucking ties to Russia. And here's some shit that Russia's done. Like, don't you think that this is a human rights abuse? Mm-hmm. So after he said that and like, you know, I've cared for a while and follow a lot of people on tumblr who talk about issues in russia because it's been brought up a lot in the last year so i knew about all of this before last night but it was a really good it was a really good overview is the mm-hmm. point so i thoroughly recommend it um but the you know it's everything from that kind of petty behavior to just straight up fucking murdering yeah uh, journalists, activists, protesters, anybody who voices any kind of even mild dissent, honestly. Yeah, you're you're at risk of being killed or going missing or being attacked. Not not just by Putin in his cabinet or his cronies, but from people who love Putin. So if which you should be afraid of because it's exa- this is exactly what's happening in America right now. Because you and I would be dead at that point. Oh, yeah. We'd be gone. Yeah. We'd be gone. Just having this podcast is enough. Yeah. So if you feel like this is, oh, Trump's reaction to the media or Trump supporters' reaction to uh, their reaction to people of color or people who oppose them, if you think that's something new or something not to take seriously, you should because these are baby steps to what Putin is doing. And if we're already aligning ourselves with their, with their country, we're going to align theirsel- ourselves with their principles. And that's how everyone's going to see us. And that's how they already do. Yeah. And I, you know, and I want to point out that, you know, as frustrating as I found it the last eight years with people that uh, were very anti-Obama, because, and, and again, like there's things that the Obama administration did and that Obama himself did that I completely disagree with. Uh, and it's all mostly related to his foreign policy, but the yeah. people that were hating on him either for non-factual reasons or for racist reasons or things like that. It was very frustrating to deal with that. But at the same time, I support somebody's right to... To have their own opinion. Yeah, to to voice dissent about it. To say, hey, I don't agree with what this person is doing. And anybody who now... Now that the Republicans have power, anybody who's conservative or Republican who's going to try and again pull the like... No, you know, he is he is your president. You have to support him. I want to remind mm-hmm. him about the last eight years. And it's like we can't keep falling into this cycle, which I see primarily from the conservatives. But I know some liberals do it, too, where, you know, if you go back to the Bush administration, it was like 
the most important thing we can do right now is pray for President Bush and support him. And yeah. he's the savior of the United States. He's basically Jesus. Da, 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 da. You know, and then and anybody who doesn't support our president is a fucking terrorist. And then, you know, Obama gets elected. All of a sudden, it's our president is a terrorist. Yeah, it goes. <laughs> our president's a Muslim. Yeah. And he wasn't even born here. And, you know, so you want to keep on to that power to be able to show your dissent. Because at some point, the people in power are going to be people that you disagree with. Yeah. And you want to have the power to voice that. Yeah. But what this, what this cabinet and what this, uh, what is it, administration is doing is telling you if you're if you feel dissent for our can for our cabinet for administration then go fuck yourself yeah you don't have a right to say anything what you're saying isn't real what you're saying is invalid yeah you're basing it on fake news yeah which is is very dangerous because if we get a democrat in office and we maintain that there's going to be there's you know what it's not going to be like protests and shit you know what the republicans were talking about doing if hillary won they were loading up on the guns. Yeah. We're going to have to fight for our country with fire with fire. That's the shit that's scary. If we get a Democrat in office and they maintain that, it's not just going to be dissent in the media. It's not just going to be dissent in protests. It's not just going to be in podcasts. It's going to be violence. But they won't be mad about somebody punching a Nazi. Yeah, that's that. That's another fucking thing. Please don't tell me that I need to listen what the, to what a, the fuck a Nazi has to say. I don't give a damn about how racist you are. You know what I said? It I said probably said it on the last pos- podcast. I don't need the Fifty Shades of Racism. I know what Thank racism you. is. I don't need to hear how much you hate black people or oh you know I don't really hate black people I just think they're all criminals fuck you I don't need to hear anything you say if I want to punch you in the face because you're being an asshole I'll go to jail for that I don't care I understand it's against the law but I also understand that you will get punched in the fucking face for being hateful I think they're all criminals and that they should uh, self-deport and that you don't think man please I'm not trying to hear your Nazi bullshit and for ooh let's get let's make a tangent into the Bill Maher thing in Milo Milo yep yep Yep, a pop, a pop. Yep, 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 Yeah, so he was Although, ta- what? What is it about guys named Milo that I can't pronounce their last name? <laughs> there's, there's, there's Milo Ventilate, Ventimiglia. Yeah, I just call him like Venti Caramel Macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> they just have weird fucking last names. I think I it's like a Greek know, thing. I'm just, I'm bad at pronouncing it. I'm sorry. I dated a Greek guy once and I still can't pronounce his name and this is where we're at. I didn't try because it's embarrassing. And also, I'm sure they get offended if I mispronounced it and made fun of it. Because I'm sure yappy dappy fuckface isn't offensive <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was more thinking about Milo Ventimiglia. Is that how you say it? For real? Vent, vent, Ventimiglia. You know, you know. Venta lasagna. Vent, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Venta spaghetti. <laughs> the best role that he ever played was in that Fergie uh, Big Girls Don't Cry music Oh video. my God. <laughs> she sat and watched the video after she told me about it. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, back to the matter at hand, since we're talking about how Nazis shouldn't feel like they have an open forum <laughs> to spew hate, yeah. we were talking about Milo Yapapapopich. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, how I'm so Bill- mad that that is so much better than Yappy Dappy Fuckface. <laughs> Yapapapapitch is amazing. <laughs> he was on Bill Maher this weekend, and Bill Maher made a statement saying, oh, will I have him on the show because I feel like we should, this is why the liberals lost and this is why the Democrats keep losing. They don't want to listen to anybody else's opinion. They don't want to hear anything from the other side. And 
I think that is a dangerous way to go about dealing with dangerous people and harmful people. So when you tell me, oh, you should listen to Nazis because you want to hear the other side. I already know what the fucking other side is. It's going to be hate. Why should we give a platform for that? Right. Same thing with Bill Maher. And I know one of his guests uh, protested and didn't show up in reaction to this. And I completely I, I mostly agree with him saying and meaning that I don't think that Milo shouldn't have been on a national TV show spewing the hate and bigotry that he spews on he used to spew on Twitter or on his in his books and on YouTube. I don't think giving him a platform to that degree is a safe thing to do, especially when sometimes he takes that opportunity to put people of color or people who are transgender or people who are uh, lesbian, gay or queer or undocumented or undocumented. Thank you. Into dangerous situations, putting yes. them on blast on their campuses and making it, making it easy for people who don't like them or oppose their ideals to go and harm them. That's fucking dangerous. So don't tell me, oh, well, we, this is why the Democrats lost. They don't listen. No, we, we lost because we're pussies. You know what? We should make hateful people and racists afraid again. And I don't, I, yeah. don't give, I don't give a fuck what Bill Maher says about, oh, well, you need to listen to their side. I don't want to listen to your goddamn side. Because the last time we listened to a Nazi, it didn't work out so great. He has enough of a platform on his own. That's right, the thing. exactly. Is that it's not like it's not like he has never had his views shared. It's not like he has no route in which to do it. He has shared it on his own public media and he a uh, fucking Breitbart, which is now and should never have been, but is now like a big source of news for many, many people. So it's not like he has a small platform to begin with. He has a fucking book deal with Simon & Schuster, which is going to come out eventually. He has all of these routes in which people listen to him already. Yeah. Why? Like, it's... (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I understand. (laughs) And that's exactly what's frustrating. I, I think that... I understand what Bill Maher's trying to say, where he's like... Make sure that you open your mind to other opinions. The problem is this isn't racism shouldn't just be considered a different opinion. Yes. Okay. (laughs) This has been agreed upon to be something that is unagreeable. Like, I'm sorry, but you can't just say, oh, I just have an alternate political view. And my alternate political view is that you don't really deserve to live. Yeah, that is... That is going it's against. It's just a difference. It's just a difference. Yeah, and that's but that's also how Trump supporters are. are that's how they're framing it. That's how they're framing right. it for themselves. Of like, oh, they're just intolerant of our views. And I thought liberals were supposed to be all about tolerance. No, we're intolerant. Like, motherfucker, I'm not going to tolerate you trying to incite violence against people. Yeah, and then try and claim like, oh no, I didn't do that. I just said that uh, this person didn't deserve their humanity. Like, how is that? <laughs> And then he, he has the nerve to be like, oh, well, if what I say offends you, then that's your problem. I was like, no, you're making it other people's problem and you're making it the people that you're outing. You're making it their problem because you're putting their lives at risk. It's not just a comedy thing where you're like, I'm just being funny. First of all, you're not fucking funny. Right. Second of all, if you're making someone's life and their safety a joke, you shouldn't be called a comedian. And you're not. Here's the thing. Almost everything you just said could also be said about Bill Maher. <laughs> and this was why I think the only reason why I think the reaction was a little bit more than it should have been is because nobody should be surprised that Bill Maher would book him. He is essentially Bill Maher of the right. 
he except with like without a tv show yeah yeah i mean bill bill maher's entire shtick for decades has been haha i offend people uh i offended people so much that i couldn't be on abc anymore so now they got to put me on hbo where i can say more things where i have more room to be offensive that's his whole thing i i think it might be a little extreme to call bill maher the milo yapapavovich of the left I think that, yeah, he is built on being offensive, but I don't think that a... All right, and he's not... <laughs> Milo Yapapapabitch is what he thinks he is. is gotcha. The, there. Okay. That's a better way to put it. Because if he's going to continue saying, oh, no, I just say these things and it's funny and we should defend humor and it's a free speech thing, uh, that's exactly what Bill Maher says. Yeah. That's he's what he very... says about himself. And it's, so... Yeah. I do think that Milo obviously takes it like 9,000 steps further than Bill Maher does. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, Bill Maher is not <laughs> like, I, I just have a problem with uh, him being like deified by progressives. Yeah. I, I think that's dangerous to do that for anyone, but um, to deify anyone, you should have be able to do your own research and not make a God out of someone on TV. I mean, because also he doesn't even represent, a whole lot of progressive ideals no but i think that he's he's in the the middle where i feel like most people are where they're like i have both conservative and progressive ideals so he it's not like he doesn't represent people who make up america but no he's like the majority of old liberal guys yeah <laughs> I mean, that's yeah it. that's true he's just a generic old liberal white guy yeah yeah and people want him to be something that he's not yeah, I you know, guess. I think people people want him to be better than he is. Oh well, yeah. I mean, he's also he's also a comedian and talk show host. He's not your representative. He doesn't work no. in Congress, so I feel like you shouldn't take his word as such. He's not a political theorist. Yeah, you know, he's not a philosopher. He's not any of this. He's just a comedian. Yeah, and but also, I don't want to undermine his opinions or ideals either by saying, "Oh, he's just a comedian," because someone could say that about me. Oh, well, you, you just work at a company what the fuck do you know about politics why are you commenting on it i feel like he has a right to comment had to to have his own commentary about what's happening in the world today yeah i mean he he has a right we all have a right and we also need to put that in a perspective that's true yeah (laughs) i don't know i'm kind of on the fence with bill maher because some of the things that he says or most of the things that he says i agree with it's just when he his view on muslims i do not agree with that um, the way he treats uh, the the guests that he has on. I don't agree with why he has them on. I think it's just a show for wanting to get ratings or wanting to get I mean, more people to, to, to watch. Like, I'm down with 85% of what he says. You know, I think that he has fucked up too often and too consistently for me to, you know, for me to love him as much as I want to. Yeah. <laughs> I But, I, I mean, he's just he's just like any old generic white liberal guy is like you know okay you have some values that i agree with but also i i i mean it's it's me and i know that i'm the kind of person that he hates so yeah obviously i'm not he would hate me <laughs> as much as i dislike some of the things that he does he doesn't care about my opinion because i am that person who's like hey comedy is great but if your comedy is built on being offensive, you're not actually that funny. Like, 
there's well, a lot of ways to be funny. I think if we... You, and you need to punch up, not punch down. Yeah, I think we kind of disagree on that a little bit, too, because I feel like some things that black comedians said in the back in the day would be seen as offensive, but they needed that forum. I think that there should be an open forum for comedy. If it's fucking funny, you know, if you're doing it as a comedian, I think that you can't say, have a Hitler speech and it's like, oh, well, that's comedy. Or like Trump speeches and say, well, he's just being funny. That's not comedy. But if you're trying to commiserate through jokes, I think you should have an open forum for that. Even darker, lighter, whatever. But if it gets to the point and I, I do, do understand what you're saying. If it gets to the point where it puts people's lives in danger, that's where the line is, needs to be drawn. And that's where I'm like, no, it's not it's not a joke anymore. You're you're pulling from something that should be pure in its art form and making and tainting it with whatever you with violence or or with putting someone in harm's way. I don't agree with that. But as far as having comedy be an open forum, I I'm all about that. That's why that's why I can be who I am on this podcast. You know, I mean, to be fair, like I say things that I'm sure are very offensive to some people. Yeah. I, well, OK, yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Like what? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. And then find you're it like, offensive. yes, yes, you do. Yeah. No, because I, I do like I do. And but I, I try to keep it down to again, it comes down to are you punching up or are you punching down? Yeah. Because like if there is a comedian who wants to make a shit ton of rape jokes, you can't just come in and be like, haha, you know how when some people will just get drunk and then they want to have sex? And it's so funny when people don't want me to do that. Like, I should be allowed to do whatever I want. When If you have something like that, some people might think that's funny. But yeah. I think you should be able to say, okay, that's not a funny joke. Because, yeah. you know, some things aren't. <laughs> I think I there's making jokes in like that. And then there's, you know, what if you're a survivor and you want to talk about things with more levity or something. You know, I'm not saying that there's a whole bunch of topics that should never be covered in comedy, but I think it absolutely matters the way that you cover it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I can agree on that. But the level where that line is drawn, I think we kind of disagree on. Like, I feel like if you want to make a rape joke, make it a joke, but don't say, I like raping. It's not funny. It's scary. <laughs> Honestly, right. yeah. you know. But talking about how we cover jokes and how that is and isn't funny and how it connects to what it, what are we calling him now? Uh, Milo Yapapapovich. Yapapapovich is amazing. <laughs> so right now, uh, what happened between last night and this morning is that he got disinvited from the from CPAC from uh, being a, a keynote speaker at CPAC. Because a lot of people brought up an older video and some more recent times when he, something that he has said, um, at least appears on the surface to condone statutory rape. Yeah. And so part of his argument is he's trying to say, hey, I'm a survivor and I was making a joke and he said it's kind of like Holocaust survivors using like gallows humor. Or no, he didn't say Holocaust. He said AIDS survivors using gallows humor is what he tried to say. Yeah, but the problem is it wasn't funny. It's and obvious. It was, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's obvious the part of it that he said was a joke was just a joke. 
It's everything surrounding it that was not said as a joke. Yeah. That was said in all seriousness. When he talked about how 13-year-old gay boys who were ushered into their sexuality by older gay men in their 30s, and that that's okay and it's a beautiful thing. Not really. No. Not really at all, ever. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a line of consent there when it comes to age. And you have to understand that even if, and I, I talked about this with my husband a little bit, because we kind of had an argument about whether someone that age, like 13, 14, or six, 15, or 16, or whatever, can actually consent. Because there are some things that they don't understand. They don't understand the repercussions of what they're doing sometimes. Absolutely. And I feel like if a 30-year-old is like, hey, you want to go fuck 13-year-old boy? First of all, like, what's your problem? <laughs> okay. But also that 13-year-old boy is probably going to do it even if he feels like he wants to. He's going to do it because he doesn't want to. He wants to be seen as cool or he doesn't want to get in trouble you know, by this older dude. And he feels like this is the right thing to do, even though maybe sometimes it's not. There's a reason why there's a legal age of consent. Right. Because before and after this age that different states have decided, different countries have decided, the argument is about at what point can somebody truly consent to sexual activity with somebody who's older than them? Yeah. And that's kind of what the entire argument is about, is... I think that age of consent laws are great. <laughs> I, think, I think because what people don't truly consider if they're just like, oh, well, you know, what if a 16-year-old wants to have sex with that person? I would really worry about anybody who's just who really wants to have sex with a 16-year-old, especially if that's not the age of consent. Yeah. But even if it is, what if, what if in your state 16 is the age of consent like it is in the U.K.? And a 30-year-old wants to fuck that 16-year-old. Be really wary of that 30-year-old. Yeah, well, my I, my husband got an argument, me and my husband got an argument over this because he felt like, well, you shouldn't want to, well, you shouldn't have sex with a 16-year-old. But as a man, it's your biology to be attracted to people who, who are of, or women who, have, who are of pubescent age. And I'm like, I don't think that's biology. And I don't think that's okay. You shouldn't look at a 16-year-old at your age and be like, I'd hit that. Right. I think a lot of that is taught. Right. And that's what I feel. I was like, we're all obviously teaching the wrong thing. Because if I'm a 16 year old and a 30 year old is looking at me like I'd hit that. I'm not saying, oh, this person is really attracted to me. I feel safe. I felt like, oh, fuck, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you get scared initially. And he also he made the argument, though, that there are some 16 year olds who want to have sex with older men. His argument was like, what if there was a 16 year old girl? She lied about her age and she wants to, f- to fuck a 22 year old. And I'm like, the 22-year-old should be like, well, you clearly don't look like a 22, yeah. miss. Maybe I shouldn't fuck you. <laughs> and he's like, well, once maybe it's a maturity thing. Like, what, you can see a 16-year-old and want to fuck them. But once you actually start listening to them, you become unattractive because you realize they're 16. I was like, how does that not happen visually? Right. I, that happens to me visually. I can definitely tell when a dude is not my age. I can definitely tell when a kid is like, you know, just hitting puberty. I'm not going to be like, can't wait to fuck that kid. No. Like, <laughs> and it's their kids. That's what they are. You can say they're teenager, but as far as how they view sex and how they view relationships, they're, they're kids. They don't know how to, de- they haven't developed in that way, even if they physically developed. So I, I don't know. I'm, I am very adamant about that not being our biology and very adamant about that not being true. But I understand that some of our listeners... Or some men feel that this is true. Like they have a defense. Like this is our, this is how we, 
not necessarily how we were raised, but who we are as human men. I'm like, honestly, please just don't interact with teenagers. Then. Thank you. Please keep a distance between you and any teenager, male or, fe- male or female. Yeah. Like if, if that's if that's really your argument of like, well, I just can't help it. I'm biologically attracted to people around that age please just don't interact with people in that age group yeah and that's i mean i know i'm putting my husband on blast too like i don't i asked him too it was like did if you saw someone who was 16 would you want to fuck them he's like well no i was like okay why are you making it okay for other people it doesn't sound logical does it no but it's biology biology isn't always logical i'm like don't do that Because I really do think that it's something that is in some ways condoned. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit. You you see it in how teacher sex abuse scandals get covered. Right. Is it's not covered as a sex abuse, which it is. It's not covered as statutory rape. You see it in teen dramas. There's always, there's always, because for some fucking reason, there always has to be some teachers having sex with a student. Oh, they're just star-crossed lovers. No, that shit is statutory rape and that's not okay. You see it in real life examples where, you know, when teachers have sex with their students, especially if it's a female teacher having sex with a male student, people will be like, "Uh uh-huh, he just had game. Good for him. No, that's fucking statutory rape. That's not okay. And it's about the power imbalance. That's what it comes down to. When you have that age, it's a power imbalance thing. And I think that's part of why people want to do it. Is they're working out a power play thing sexually, whether or yeah. not they realize that's what it is. But it's fucked up. It's illegal, hopefully. And it's just, again, even if it is legal in your state, be wary of any 30-year-old that would rather be with somebody who lacks maturity of time. Somebody who, la- yeah, somebody who but- lacks maturity of, of age, of resources, of all of that. Somebody who's basically easier to manipulate and easier to control. Yeah, and I think that's And doesn't it is, know yeah. that, and can't call them on the bullshit the way that somebody their own age would. Yeah, and I think that, and my husband's point was that he, the, the his argument isn't that 30-year-old men should be okay and should be allowed to have sex with 16-year-olds. His right. point was like, they should be allowed to be attracted to them and see them as initially attractive but what he doesn't understand is that being attracted to someone automatically correlates with what wanting to fuck them i mean if you're a dude if you say i think you're attractive it's not i think you're attractive i want to just watch you eat food you know or i think you're attractive i just want to watch you talk all day no they want to fuck you at some point and when that when that opinion is pervasive enough in society like that's what empowers people who would abuse their power to right. do it because they feel justified they feel like well this is just who i am and it's so it's so everywhere like yeah. last year when i finally like came i'm just clean gonna up, go in sorry <laughs> like go ahead <laughs> last year I, I talked about publicly the fact that when i was a senior in high school i had a teacher who said really fucked up things to me uh he ran his hand up my leg a couple times He would make excuses to touch me inappropriately. He told me that if I wanted extra help, uh, I'd have to pay the piper. He would talk about sex around me. And, you know, I did tell a couple of teachers and it was and I was blown off by it. One of them was like, well, what were you wearing that day? And the other one was like, well, he's married. So I'm sure that you just got it wrong. And that means nothing, by the way. (laughs) So what I'm saying is, you know, situations like that happen. And after I said that. 
I got so many stories from so many of uh, people that I knew in, in high school who came to me and said, yeah, this is what this teacher said to me. This is what this teacher said to me. It doesn't always come down to a teacher taking the ultimate horrible action of actually acting out on those sexual fantasies. Yeah. So I had a teacher who, um, I won't name his name, I guess. I kind of want to because I'm pretty sure he's not teaching now. But he I know. I really want to name him, but I'm just going to. But I know that if someone who went to school with me or Pacific High School might know him or remember him, and I don't want it to be an issue. Anyway, he was creepy as fuck, and everybody knew that. But it was just like, a, oh, that's just a creepy teacher, you know. But he was, at some point, he took our middle school, and we were 14 at the time, he took our middle school yearbook looked through it and was like i'm just scoping out the hotties that are coming in jesus next year he would constantly hit on girls in class and be extremely close to them and when i brought it up to the principal they were like oh well that's just who he is what (laughs) that is completely inappropriate and then in my mind i'm like okay well i guess i have to joke about it now because no one's going to talk about this guy like he has a family and stuff we're like oh well you know that's just who he is He's not really attracted to you. He's not really going to fuck you, right? The problem is that attraction, <laughs> it, it makes the action a lot easier. Yeah. Even if it seems like it's little or it's not a big deal. Even if it's just getting way too close to a student or way too close to someone who is way younger than you and has less power in the situation. Being attracted to them in your mind, if you feel justified, you can act on that. And when people just make jokes about it. Right. You feel like, oh, well, it's no big deal. Which is kind of why I think it's okay for some comedy (laughs) to be criticized. (laughs) That's why I think for some, like, I'm not going to go super extreme about it and say, like, controversial topics should never have jokes about them. I'm just saying sometimes when some people approach it in a fucked up way, like when they're coming from a place of a lot of privilege and they don't understand that what they're saying is punching down, then what what they're doing is just, you know, using that privilege to contribute to those inequalities yeah i get so it. that's what i'm saying i'm like i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be like super you know <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to take away a whole lot of power for that but i think it's okay to criticize it and i'm not going to tell people to not tell the jokes but i'm going to use my right to say that's a fucked up joke yeah <laughs> you, and, you're also, better than that and you're better than that people should be better than that there's a whole lot of things to be funny about yeah <laughs> it's it's lazy comedy writing in my opinion. Depending on what it is, yes. Because there are nuanced ways of making it funny. Like, I feel like Louis C.K. has a way of doing that, where he takes controversial topics and makes them funny, but you also think about why you're laughing. Yeah, I think Louis C.K. generally does a really good job with yeah. that. Yeah. So... And yeah. then there's other people. There are other people that just don't get <laughs> just it. Don't I get it. it. Oh, so what was it we're supposed to actually talk about? Well, we did want to talk about the misuse of the term uh, free speech. I keep forgetting to talk into the mic. Sorry, guys. I'm professional. I don't want to talk about this. All right. We're at an hour and 40, guys. I know. So I got to keep it short. Look, is this what we want to do right now? Let's talk about this right now. All right. Then I'll just put a 30-second disclaimer on this, and we'll get into it later. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Free speech or freedom of speech and freedom of expression only applies to how a government or a governing powers interact with their constituents and citizens. So if you're saying like Milo Yappy Dappy fuck phase, what are we calling it? I forget. If you're saying you that any, any college that does or does not book him is a free speech problem, then you're stupid. 
<laughs> or you don't understand what or, free speech. Or I know. I'm not going to Okay, you're not stupid, you're but stupid. the problem is so few people uh, talk about free speech in the correct way that it's so pervasive that people really do believe that free speech means I get to say whatever the fuck I want using whatever platform I want and it's fine, that it's all legal and you shouldn't be able to tell me I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the amount of people who truly believe that is honestly staggering, but that's not what it is. It means that you as a citizen are allowed to say, I disagree with my government and the government is not allowed to murder you or put you in jail. Right. That's what it means. And sullying the the meaning of, of what free speech is just allows the administration to bring in their own definition. And to do things that actually do limit free speech. Exactly. Like what are free speech arguments? Having freedom of the press. What is the administration right. doing? Trying to cut down on press access. What's another version of it? That. Protesting. Protesting. What do they want to cut down on? Protesting. They want to. Yeah. Yeah. States are introducing laws to limit people's ability to protest. Yep. Like things that actually are free speech issues. And that should scare you. Absolutely. If you feel like you don't have the forum to to say, I disagree with this policy, you don't have the freedom as an American person anymore. And, you know, I am not one of those people who's going to jack off to the idea of the founding fathers, but (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that the founding fathers did was, you know, show dissent against the British government and, you know, use, set up a democracy instead. You know, the whole idea of democracy is at risk if, you know, I agree, the idea of democracy is at risk if you limit free speech. But misapplying that idea to, I think this person should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want, and we should just be like, eh, it's okay. Like, he's, he's allowed to say shit. It's like, no, that that's down to private powers. Yeah. That's down to, does Bill Maher have the right to book whatever guest he wants? Yes, he does, because that's a private thing. Do uh, private clubs on university campuses have the right to book guests as they see? Yes, they do. That's a personal thing. Do people have the right to protest both of those instances? Yes, Absolutely. they do. Yeah. That's the free speech argument, is about the right to protest it, not is this happening to private things. Yes. Now, if it was, hey, President Trump is personally inviting him <laughs> to come speak on the news and everybody is forced to watch it, <laughs> that would be a free speech. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Well, thank you for clearing it up because I know I've been talking to a lot of people who just don't understand the basis of what free speech is. And to explain it to them, it's like you you watch you watch it just not compute. It no. just reaches a, a spot in their head where they're like, well, you're obviously not telling the truth right now and I'm not going to believe it. And it's, and it's, I think it, it, it especially comes into play when you have that kind of person who has been active on like 4chan and Reddit yeah. and something awful forums and you know, all, all of that going back where they said, uh, you know, back when anonymous first stepped out to go protest Scientology and they said it was a free speech thing. Which was wrong. So they've been wrong for a very long time. Yeah. And just continue to. That's a whole other episode. Yep. So this has been a really long one. Yeah. <laughs> we it keeps it keeps getting longer and longer. We really have to start like <laughs> focusing on certain topics and not trying to put everything in one episode at I some know. point. But you're not getting that today, guys. No. You know <laughs> what we did bit. today? What? You know what we did. But White Devil watches. Da, it. Da, da, da. <laughs> Damn <Devil> it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note.
Thanks, everybody, if you made it all the way through this episode. Also, one more thing. My husband texted me and told me that he filled out the survey because apparently Trump is very upset that people who aren't supposed to fill out the survey are filling it in with offensive things. So if you have time. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it. If you have time, find the media survey that Trump sent out to his constituents and his followers and, uh, you know, put in go fuck yourself. I'm going to put in you're a messy ass bitch. Yay. I'm so excited to do this. I'm, I'm happy he's upset because he is messy enough to to notice what a goddamn shit show <laughs> all right, right guys. thanks everybody follow us all on twitter at we podcast facts rate review and subscribe yes, please yes. i love you everybody and okay. that's it bye okay bye go fuck yourself this episode of facts on facts on facts was not brought to you by cnn news alerts what yeah when you read full articles do you find that you want to kill yourself immediately because the future looks so bleak and dark and you realize that everything's gonna go down the shitter and you might die well damn uh yeah (laughs) well then just get cnn news alerts just read the headlines and imagine the rest yourself you're probably right the future is so dark i take my sunglasses off thanks cnn alerts (laughs) 